I tell you, I got some shit to tell you, bro. Let me, we gonna have to get into it. It's some crazy shit that happened over the weekend, bro. Sure. Yeah. But first things first, a nigga hungry, so let me get in line to go get my lunch. Then I'll be right back, y'all boys. So hold tight. All right, bet. What? All right. <laughs> 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 but let's get right into it. Y'all know why y'all here was good, your boys and your girls. I see y'all ladies sitting over there in the corner. Y'all never let me sit at y'all table, but it's good. It is what it is. It's your boy Slick Rob. No introduction needed. And we are back. And who we got chilling at the table with your boy? It's your boy, a.k.a. Will slash Prodigy. Wherever you want to go, wherever you want to do, just do it. We are here. So let's get straight into it, man. So what you been up to, bro? What you been doing? Work. I feel that. Doing Uber Eats to make more money. You know, oh, me. the grind don't ever stop. The grind don't ever stop. We need this money out here, man. Black men in America, one thing we need is money, for real. Because the government definitely ain't going to give it to us. Unless it's Joe Biden. But I need I need more I need more of that, that stimulus check. I'm going to need another round. <laughs> Times three. You know what? Can they just each give everybody $5,000? I think we'll all be okay. The next recession. Is the coming. next recession is coming. <laughs> Uh, well what's good y'all like we said it's cafeteria talk you know and of course let's get the business right out the way so we don't have to keep i keep forgetting to do the business at the top but y'all can catch us on instagram at cafeteria talk on official official and on twitter at cafeteria talk if you listen to us on apple Podcasts, of course leave us the five star ratings and reviews so we can get on that good new and noteworthy list i you know, you can find us everywhere, anywhere you listen to podcasts. SoundCloud is up in the air right now. We'll get back to that later. But let's get straight into it. So this is, we're recording this on the day right after Star Wars Day. May the 4th be with you all. If you don't celebrate Star Wars Day, you're living under a rock. I'm just saying. Where have you been for the past couple of years that you don't know May 4th? Past? Half of the past <laughs> century, low-key. <laughs> like... Where have you been? Like, even if you don't have cable. You know what Star Wars is. Exactly. Because Disney owns it now. <laughs> and everyone knows what Disney is. But, of course, on Star Wars Day, The Bad Batch came out. And, you know, we watched that. So It was sensational. Sensational. I can't wait to see the whole series. You said it had, like, 16 episodes? Oh, yeah. 16 episodes. So, yeah. Y'all will definitely be hearing a Bad Batch review when that bit um drops. And, of course, yeah... And not just that, coming soon, we got Loki dropping, which is part of the Marvel Phase, Marvel's Phase 4. And man, when I tell y'all, remember when they dropped, they dropped that video talking about Phase 4? I got hella excited. There's just a lot of stuff going on. And let's just get, let's just talk about it for a quick second. Like, Marvel Phase 4 lineup. This is something sensational. Of course, they just got the um, Phase 3 ended with the Infinity Saga. You know, of course, Tony defeating the almighty Thanos. I am inevitable. Um, and restoring power while really fucking up the universe continually because everything's going to shit now. I feel like definitely um, Doctor Strange had a part to play in that. But anyway, let's get straight into it. So what lineups do we got for Marvel Phase 4 if you want to give them to me real quick? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, coming up shortly, Loki. Mm-hmm. When Loki is Loki, it Loki, you know it's gonna be a crazy show. Yes. Then next, you got the movie we've all been waiting for, Black Widow. I'm saying, bro. Remember when they kept pushing it back and pushing it back? I still hate COVID for that. By the way, oh my God, I tell you, this is gonna be in the movie theaters. You know why I'm here. You you know why I'm here. You know why I'm here. Next, we got the What If series. I've actually seen uh, an image of Gamora holding Thanos' sword with his armor and everything, and I, and it said, what if? I was like, that'd be nasty. That would be nasty. They put that in what if. I think the only what ifs we know for sure right now is um, Peggy Carter being, being a version of Captain America, and I think T'Challa as Star-Lord, those are the only ones I can remember. And they have something about Marvel zombies, so that should be interesting. That should be interesting. 
So what we got next? Then we got Shang-Chi. Oh, that trailer. Sensational. Sensational. Oh, we, I can't wait to see. We finally get to see the Mandarin. And well, we talk, if y'all want to, we talked about that in our Falcon Winter Soldier review. So definitely go pick. Um, me pick that up. Next, we got internals. I'm excited for internals. I'm saying, yeah, yeah our boy from Atlanta is going to be in Eternals. And that movie, bro, you know that movie is shot almost completely on film. So, like I said, the last MCU film that was completely shot on film was the first Iron Man. So. Oh, that's going to be crazy. I can't wait to see how that looks. And apparently, we're going to talk about this later, but the director won, an, won a lot of Oscars at the Oscars. So that movie better slide and we still don't have a trailer. If it doesn't slide, there's a problem. Yeah, we got something for it, but like we didn't really get a trailer. I don't even think they're going to really give it. They're going to give us one trailer and that's it. This bit come out. When does that come out, Eternals? November 5th. So we got time. We got time. It's, it's May, so soon. <laughs> A trailer. Exactly. And what we got next? Then we got the Hawkeye series, which I'm low-key curious on how they're going to take that. Well, I know for sure they did say Haley Steinfeld will be in the show. You know, our boy Kit Kev loves simping over her. I, Kit Kev, if you're listening, I would like to know, is this on your set of women that you believe have a chance? Is she number one or does Addison come second? We need to have this conversation. We wish he was here. What if they're not on the list he can't get, or he can't get? What if they're on the list that he wants to get but can't currently get because of insufficient followers? Insufficient followers, but he still he still does have a good amount of followers on TikTok. So the influence section is still here. Yes, Kevin, you're still technically an influencer. I'm I'm sorry. Yeah, you're 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 and a content creator. You know. Yeah, and a content creator. You know. Yes. What we got next? Miss Marvel. Yeah, I think I saw... Yeah, when does Miss Marvel come out? They said late 2021. Late 2021, so... November, December. November, December. Probably right before Spider-Man. I, I don't know. I think there was a leaked photo of her in a set costume. I don't know. Oh, boy. Here we go with leaked photos. You know where that leads to. Yeah, so um, your NDA non-disclosure thing. <laughs> <laughs> You're canceled. We're suing you. All right, and what we got next? Spider-Man No Way Home. Listen, bro. <laughs> I don't know what to think. You know, I heard that Sony and Disney came up with another deal. So, therefore, Spider-Man is back in the Marvel Universe. So, we we lit. It's popping. He still doesn't have a way home, though. And then, bro, you heard about all the people, people that's supposed to show up in this movie? Nigga, we got, we got Doc Ock. They said Daredevil supposed to be in here. Doc, of course, Doctor Strange in there. They said Scarlet Witch might show up. Oh, my bro, How? That's too many people for a movie. How, sweet. And then they say Jamie Foxx is Electro. Nick. So I heard that Andrew Garfield never got the call. (laughs) So. (laughs) So that's all the speculations of Andrew Garfield being in this movie. Never man said he never got the call. Damn, that's tough. But what we got next? I know that's in December. Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. No, I'm ready to see that. Because, one, I'm ready to see all the action. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of action. All that stupid magic and then Scarlet Witch going crazy. And, like, if y'all remember, also part of Phase 4, we had WandaVision and Falcon Winter Soldier. If y'all want to hear the reviews, like we said, go check them out. And then, is that it for Phase 4? What else we got in Phase 4? Uh, no, we got Thor, Love, and Thunder. I So, yesterday I heard from Taika, well, Taika Waititi, the director, said that they're almost done filming it, and he thinks that's going to be the best Marvel movie ever. <clears throat> the fans will be a judge of that. Yeah, we'll be the judge <laughs> of that, because Avengers Endgame and Infinity War did happen. I mean, Black Panther, Black, Black Panther happened too, so you... Black Panther, Black Panther was that stuff. We ain't going to have a ending with the Indian Endgame. That joke was just pure fire. Just pure fire, but yeah, what, what else we got? Then we got Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. So, also speaking of this movie, I heard that they kind of rewrote the script a little bit, obviously, after he passed. And this is going to be like a big a big part of the movie would be like a dedication to just to, I guess, you know, T'Challa. So, we gonna, we will be in tears. Niggas ain't cried this much since Whitney Houston died. We're going to cry like crazy when, Black, when we watch Black Panther 2. 
Yeah, what, what's out the Black Panther Wakanda forever? The Marvels. Oh, the Marvels, the Captain Marvel 2 movie? Yes. Wow. And I heard that Miss Marvel will be in it. Well, the Kamala Khan. We get Homegirl from um, Tiana Paris. Jesus, what's her name? Monica Rambeau. And then, of course, we got Captain Marvel. So, sensational. And then, what we got? Is that it? Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. Quantumadium. That's where we get the introduction to Jonathan Majors. My boy from Lovecraft and Country. So, yeah. And when does that come out? February 17th, 2023. Wow. And is that it for Phase 4? No. Then we got Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Long awaited. Long awaited. It should have already been here, but it's going to be here. And when does that drop? May 5th. May 5th, 2023? Two years from now. On this exact day, two yes. years from now. Yes. Start the countdown. How how many days is that? How many days is that? Uh, gotta do the math. So is next year a leap year? Possibly. Oh, man. Mm. No, I think twenty twenty was a leap year. Damn. You know. Yeah, let, just add it up. Oh my God. That you, is, you know what? We'll, we'll, we'll figure that out. We'll figure that out later, yes. But that is all for Marvel Phase 4, and that is jam packed. And they got all of this stuff rolling with the TV shows and the movies. So, and they said we'll see you at the movies. So, that's an NBA starting team right there. That's an NBA starting team. And oh, yeah, they're coming for our pockets, and they can gladly take everything. Mm-hmm. Just don't take my stimulus check when it comes. If there is another one. If there is another one, like we or, said. Or, you know, there could be another pandemic going on. We could all go back on quarantine. No, 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 no. Can't do quarantine. Can't stay in the house. So, you know, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that was our little summary of Marvel Phase 4. But, huh, we're actually not here to talk about Marvel, surprisingly. We talked about Marvel a couple episodes ago. And we're actually here to, of course, review a movie and talk about one of the biggest and most controversial events that happened in the middle of the year, the Oscars. And we're also going to review the movie that starred, that was the starring debut and last debut of rapper Pop Smoke. So yeah, Boogie, the movie Boogie. We're going to be here to review the Oscars and review Boogie. So first, we're going to review Boogie and... Of course, I will go over how we review movies here. First things first, you know, we go into visuals. How does the movie look? Does it catch the viewer's eye? This encompasses costumes, light, escape, and CGI. And then a second, the story. What's it about, you know? Does it tell a really good, well-paced story? Comment on the writing, tone, and structure. Then third, the implications. What am I left with? Do you want more episodes, seasons, spinoffs? And, of course, we're going to give this bad boy a rating at the end. One, rundown Rudy Poo. This is this is them leftover mashed potatoes from Thanksgiving. Or... If you got those, man, what you doing with your life, what, Yeah, for real. What you doing with your life? Or is it that fresh, them fresh pancakes from IHOP? Sensational. And if you don't mess with IHOP, I well, you don't know better yet, the Waffle House waffles. There we go. Is it the Waffle House waffles? Probably the chocolate chip ones. I'm just saying. That's the number 10 for us. And also, spoiler alert for the movie Boogie. Anything is anything about the movie Boogie. This is your spoiler warning. If you haven't watched Boogie, please stop and go watch it. Okay. That was your spoiler warning. Short-lived. Now we're going to get straight into it. Now, Boogie, this movie released on March 5th, 2021. And it star. it was directed by Eddie Huang. Apparently, the movie was actually based on Eddie Huang's um, life. He grew up in Orlando. He kind of based it. This is not based on a true story, but this is kind of, this was inspired by the life of him growing up in Orlando to some indigenous parents, Um, not foster parents, like, what what are they called? Um, immigrant parents or something like that. Oh, yeah. So and it stars Taylor Takahashi. Ta- that's not Takashi. How do you spell that? Takahashi. Whatever his. It looks like Takashi. I don't know. You know what? We're just not gonna butcher this man's last. We're name. We're not gonna butcher this man's last name because he gonna cancel us. But he played um, the book. Bo- he played Boogie. His name. His name in the movie is Alfred. 
um, Alfred Chen, but his stripper name was Boogie. That was a very funny scene, by the way. <laughs> Bro, you know what that made me think about? What you doing if you in class and someone says, I want to go by my stripper name? Would you tell, would you call them by their stripper name? You know? Nah, nah. Nah, nah. I if, couldn't do it. If I knew them personally, I couldn't do it. Yeah, yeah, I nah, I couldn't if do it. If I didn't it. know you? Yeah, I'll, I'll call you. <laughs> yeah. And then we have Uncle Jackie played by the director, Eddie Yuhong. And then we had Eleanor, the chocolateness in the movie. Eleanor played by Taylor Page. We had Monk, who of course was played by... None other than Pop Smoke. Pop Smoke. <laughs> we had Mr. Chen played by Perry Young. We had Mrs. Chen, the mother, played by Pam Pamela Chi Che. We had Richie played by Jordan Lindeborg. And then we had Coach Hawkins played by Dominic Lombardozzi. Alright, and this is a synopsis for Boogie. Alfred Boogie Chin, a basketball phenomenon living in Queens, New York, dreams of one day playing in the NBA. While his parents pressure him to focus on earning a scholarship to an elite college, Boogie must find a way to navigate a new girlfriend, high school, on-court rivals, and a burden of expectation. This movie had a 5.1 out of 10 on IMDb, a 43% on Rotten Tomatoes, and a 54% on Metacritic. Box office, it made $4.2 million, so... Not too bad. I'm pretty sure it made a little bit more than it took to make the movie. But then again, they shot this movie in New York. New York! Yeah, and let's just get straight into it. So we're going to start off with visuals. So what do you think of visuals? Um, I like the color grading in some parts. Um, especially in the scene where it was um, Boogie and his parents sitting at the table. And... They were getting into it about the um, the route they wanted to do for college, or uh, for him to get into the NBA was of course um, getting signed to a D one school. Um, I feel like the the intense moments in the movie, or the more serious moments in the movie, it was more darkly color graded, which meant like to me it's like okay pay attention this is gonna be important parts of the movie yeah. so I, I like the color grading of it and just the the lighting as well was just it was good I don't really dot my dot my eyes across the board but yeah it was good yeah I liked um I liked the color grading as well like you said like especially in those intense moments it was kind of like um Jesus hold on I feel like the mic's picking me up more hold on that should work. But um, I really liked the scenes where they were um, definitely where they were. Like, my favorite scenes were probably, like, color grading-wise, were definitely in the house and probably towards the end when they were on the basketball court. But definitely those intense moments, they had that extra dark reddish thing, especially when they got into that crazy-ass fight with the, um, who was he, like, the manager or something? The man that you thought was low-key smashing the mom on the low, which we all probably see. Oh, the manager. Yeah. The manager. Had to be smashing the mom on the low. Yeah, yeah. Those scenes, of course, in the fight, I thought that was very cool. I really liked the color grading. One thing I liked was there was no CGI in this movie, obviously. But um, I definitely, I did like the costumes as well. Kind of made me, like, how they were dressed. It kind of reminded me of, like, low-key, like, the stuff I used to see on Everybody Hates Chris back in the day. Like, I saw some of those type of clothing because, you know, they were in New York. It was really cool seeing the Tim. Everybody was wearing Tim's, bro. Like you, New York. New York. You really like watching this movie, you really did feel like you was on the mean streets of New York, you know, in Queens. And that was pretty cool, yeah. So definitely. Now, let's get into the story. So, you know, like we said, it's about Boogie trying to pursue a, a career at the NBA. And how did you feel about the story? Do you think it was good? The tone? How'd you think of it? What'd you think about it? The tone was good. Like, the beginning of the movie, I'm not gonna lie, it confused the hell out of me. Yeah. <laughs> it did. Because I was like, I was expecting a flashback. Not it going, um, not going forward. So, therefore, I was, I was sitting there, I was like, what the hell? I was like, and second of all, I needed, like, subtitles because, one, I couldn't... Oh, yeah. <laughs> I had no clue what they were saying. Yeah, no, with the, when they was in the room with the in the beginning with, with the Asian lady and stuff and the tea. 
But anyway, I the the movie in the whole was just it. I mean, after the beginning scene, the part, beginning part of the movie, I pretty much clicked on. After that, it was you basically knew what was going on. You weren't asking yourself too many questions like, "What's happening here? What's doing this?" So you you kind of get who the protagonist is. Yeah. And everything like that off the off the jump. Off oh, rip, yeah. That's what's up. I like the the story. It was okay. It was a pretty like honestly, there's what the, there's nothing there was nothing what I liked about this, there was nothing too serious that you really had to dive into. And it really only focused on the each character except I would probably say um except for um um, Richie's character, everyone kind of had their own little moment to you to dive into their character development. Well, Richie sort of did get some good character development towards the end, right before the big game. I oh, would, yeah. I would say the story was pretty well. You know, I liked how they kind of relayed this off of real life. Like, like when we like spoil. Well, we already said spoil in the beginning, but like when he was talking about trying to relate this to like Jeremy Lin being inspired by Jeremy, he's like, man, fuck Jeremy Lin. <laughs> that was kind of hilarious. He's like, that nigga only said. He think Jesus. He ain't think the Asians. <laughs> Which, <laughs> honestly, bro, honestly, I know some Asian people, and they did feel that way about Jeremy Lin. They, they don't fuck with that nigga. It's kind of crazy. It's kind of crazy. They, they so they respect him, but they they don't claim that nigga. Interesting. I mean, I like that's it. Jeremy Lin. Though. I like Jeremy. That's Lin Sandy. They really did cancel that nigga in this movie. Maybe that was Eddie Wong just like, yeah. That nigga was probably like, man, fuck that nigga, Jeremy Lin. Fuck that. <laughs> he probably had it in bold and right there on the screen. Make sure you say this with emphasis. <laughs> fuck that nigga, Jeremy <laughs> No cap, y'all. Okay, so like, if y'all, have, if y'all haven't seen Boogie, y'all just listening to this, y'all probably won't watch it, bro. In the movie, they say... F Jeremy Lin like maybe five good times and they mean it or seven like his number I swear bro yeah they they, they mean it like they meant it I don't Jer, Jeremy Lin has, has done nothing wrong to that community except praise Jesus yeah, that's it they said he praised Jesus and that's it so you know cause some Asians you know the culture is a little bit different you don't just praise Jesus you can praise Jesus but you gotta thank your ancestors and all that but um also and then also, I kind of liked how they balanced out him dealing with basketball and his girlfriend. You know, um, what's her name's character? Um, Jesus, what is her name? Eleanor Taylor Page's character. I like how they balanced that out. And they kind of, and they didn't rush it either with them getting together. It just happened. It low key felt like how a lot of relationships in high school happen, <laughs> especially when they was sitting there. But we gotta get okay. Props to that nigga Boogie. He was bold. He told her. You have a nice vagina. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, that man just... Re- right. It's just her. Is he looking at my vagina right now? It did. He just... You got a nice vagina. I'm like, wow. So... He kept it a buck. He kept it a buck. <laughs> it did. No, remember the funny part? When they was about to do it, he's like, look, I've never done this before and I'm kind of nervous. <laughs> I, feel, I don't want my shit to like, no cap, considering the fact that the director wrote... He, this was written, directed by Eddie Uwok. So, I'm trying to think. Has he had experiences with a black woman? Is, was this what he was thinking? I'm just saying, this was a... I'm gonna lie, because that that's some real shit. Some niggas, when it comes to them doing it the first time, they don't want to They don't want to look embarrassed, and they don't want their, their you know, little wing-wing to be small. Right. <laughs> that was pretty funny. Also, last thing about story... Pop Smoke, like, sadly, we could not give him his flowers while he was still here, but, well, well, props. well, that was, the, that's leading to more, well, characters, we forgot to mention characters as a part of it, we're going to go over characters, but that's kind of with story, so let's just strictly go into characters now, since we've already talked about story and how we felt about it, pretty well paced, um, characters, um, what'd you think about, what'd you think about Boogie's character, the main character? Um... His character, it, it feel like he couldn't control, like, like his feelings at times, like, or he, like, his anger got the best of him. Mm. Or, or there'd be times where he, like, in the beginning where he, where the coach was like, um, 
this isn't about you. This is this is about the team. And he was like, the team is trash. It's yeah. garbage. Yeah. And I was like, in my mind, I was like, I like the confidence, but, but he's too confident. Like that cockiness and confidence can kill you. Can kill you. And and that's what was happening. It was literally killing him, killing him for for what he was trying to strive for and his mm. goals, which it sucks. And he he just had to learn it one way or another. And he eventually, yeah, he he found out how to deal with it, and then mm. ultimately, not only was he at his best moment, but the team as a whole was also at his best moment. Basically, he was LeBron twenty nineteen. No, wait, twenty eighteen. Yeah, I like that you said that. I like Boogie. Um, definitely, his anger got the best of him sometimes, and his he didn't know how to control his emotions. He didn't. I felt like he didn't really know what he wanted until towards the end. Especially with what a lot of us deal with, especially with, you know, wanting to, because, you know, he felt like his mom, he had to please his mom so much, or you want to lean on what his dad wanted him to do. And especially towards, you know, when they get the, um, you know, when they offer him, because the deal was he can remember the big thing about, hey, you either go play in China or you get the scholarship for college. He couldn't get the scholarship. And then when he finally gets the scholarship, he's already signed up to go play in China and make like how much, $75,000 or something like that? Yeah. Which is actually a good amount of money, nigga. That's paid. That pays for college. He could, he could have went and go play for China, you know, and had a good, better shot against the NBA quicker, going to college and doing the collegiate route. And I like how this touches on because remember that's one of the biggest things that's going on with right now, like especially the whole Lamelo situation. Lamelo played overseas, and now look how good he is in the NBA. They're like, you really don't need college to make it in the NBA. You can easily go play overseas, get picked up by the G League, and then be on a roster soon. But if you're in college, you're kind of when you get you get drafted to a team. You, yeah. So it's kind of like a but you can get quicker by going the G League route. And hey man, look. So all my ballers out there, there's money in the G League, bro. Stephen Curry's brother played for the G League, and and he plays for who now? Seth. Seth plays for the Mavericks still. He plays for somebody. But um yeah, that was Boogie. Um, Eleanor. I gotta say, Eleanor literally reminded me of one of my cousins, bro. We all got that. She was she was very She was stuck up. She was stuck up to a certain extent. But she was very supportive. She was basically like any other girlfriend. But supportive. She was very supportive. I like how she, of course, you know, they kept it for the culture and sometimes when she talked about when he tried to say that we don't she doesn't know what he's going through and she's like you talking to a black girl. Like, you know. The part that killed me where he was, like, talking about his family's history. Yeah. And she was like, okay, we somewhere in the world, like, she was like, okay, my family has been through that, too. I was like, and, bro, I love it. The and culture, and then, of course, when she's like, our, my history, most of my history was stripped from me. At least you still got yours. I was like. Yeah. I was like, bro, she better preach, bro. Oh, oh, she was she was telling the people in the back, bro, because she wasn't telling me. I, 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 we already we already knew the jizz. I, I, I'll, I'll keep it a book with you. Like, yeah, still got your history. I'm like, but I feel ours. Now, what about what about the parents, bro? How'd you feel about Mr. Chin and Mrs. Chin, bro? I feel like Mrs. Chin is a hoe. I am. Uh, <laughs> respects, 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 bro. I, I I'm gonna keep it all the way a buck with you. I feel like she was I, she was messing around with the manager mm-hmm. and the dad. I feel like the dad's just crooked, cause like yeah. I feel like there was he was in and out of jail. Yeah, I feel like yeah, you want to support your son, but you're over here doing whatever you want to do as your side business, your side hustle. I don't mind. I respect the grind, but still, my guy, you want to be a you want to be a good influence on in your son. You don't want him to be the reason why you finally succeed. You want to succeed on your own and let be a good influence, which he wasn't, by the way. Then the he ended up going back to jail. Well, it wasn't his fault, right? No, it, it wasn't was, his fault. It was because he punched the manager and shit. Cause the, um, what was it? Um, because he came home and they were already having dinner or whatever. Yeah. And the manager was like, "This is this is what we're going to do." Good opportunity or whatever. Yeah, he basically told him to sign the contract to go overseas and whatnot. And then the dad was like, "No, he wants to go to college, but he still didn't have the scholarship at the time, which was crazy because a couple, bro, it was crazy when a couple schools went out there, but they were like, they were basically like, 
We saw his, which affected Boogie, you know, we saw how he acted with his coach and the team. We don't know if he'll be able to play good in college, which makes perfect sense. That's why his anger was getting the best of him. So definitely, I did feel that about Mrs. Chin. But she was a very, like, she is, I wouldn't say she was a bad mother because she was trying to help her son. She was trying to help her son get money and follow his dreams. She just wanted him to do it the way she wants. And I think that's what a lot of parents run into. They want us to do, like, they want us to make it, but they want us to do it their type of way. But we have our own ways and things about going. And that's what they have to understand. And I think she finally understood that. Mr. Chen, like I said, bro, he was, like you said, he had ambition, but he he just. I saw where his vision was at, but he wasn't going about the vision the right way. Yeah, you knew there was an issue with the parents, especially dating back to the um, freaking, the flashback when, with the T. Which, by the way, I loved how Charlemagne was one of the coaches. And when he come over, want some tea? No, that is the drink of the sunken place. Now that was hilarious. <laughs> now that was hilarious, bro. Shout out to Eddie O'I bringing in um, the throwback from what's that movie? Get out. Get out, bro. <laughs> like I said, do you want a beer? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, we'll take a beer. <laughs> oh me. Now, how'd you feel about the friend Richie, the Dominican friend Richie? Yeah, Dominican kid. R- Richie is just like all the other friends. They want to see their niggas do great. They want to see their <laughs> niggas do great. And next motion, that's literally, that's literally all it is. That's all I saw in him when he, when it was like, um. The day before the the big game, and he was like, when he was telling um, Boogie that the team isn't is doing it for him and no other reason, I was like, see, he a real friend. He a real no, friend. No real friend, or not a real friend. A real friend gonna be not a real friend is gonna be like, nah, we we playing as a team. We don't care where you. Yeah. He's straight up. He was like, bro, I, I want to see you go to college. I see you want. I want to see you go in the NBA. Yeah. We doing it for you. We're doing it for you. We ain't, <laughs> nigga. We're, that was literally like, who was it back when? What? What? Team, oh my god! When I forgot, it was some NBA situation. I think it was with the Warriors. Fuck. When they was like, we did it for um, I can't remember. It was some NBA team. It might was it the war? Not LeBron. It was for they did it for some player. I can't remember, bro. NBA team won a championship for a player. Can't remember. Or was it a person? I don't know. But. Last, of course. Oh, let's talk about the coach real quick before we get into, you know, of course, our boy. Um, what do you think of Coach Hawkins? You just can't let the man play ball. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, me, I couldn't stand Coach Hawkins. <laughs> he talking about some set the screen. First of all, no one on the team, including the nigga that couldn't play defense, had a shot. You wouldn't let none of them play their ball. I was like, bruh, you really running these horrible-ass plays, nigga? And you don't let Boogie just be great and go to the hole? That's what I'm saying. Let the man play basketball. Like... I understand you come up with plays and play, and you want to call a play, but I'm sorry if your best player on the court is talking, telling me to give you this ISO. I'ma shut up. I'ma I'm pass the ball. Be like, go ahead, take that nigga to school. Oh me, bro. give me that tween tween fillet. Yeah, yeah, I'ma let him go upon it. Bro, that's like Kyrie Irving going up against a bench warmer, bro. Let that man have his one. Let that man get his one, bro. Oh me, bro. Like no, like let that man boogie play. I, don't, I mean. Sometimes, occasionally, you bump heads, but, you know, that's that's part of the game. But, like, let the man be great, bro. Let him be him, bro. You, you already know why he's there. He's not there to... Mm. I mean, he's there to play for the team yeah. and win a championship, but then again... He's also trying to get himself to the next level. I'm saying, bro, we all we we play we play for the team, but we do it for ourselves as well. I like Coach Hawkins, but I did have his issues with him just strictly trying to do it his way. Sometimes your way is not always going to work as a coach. You got to understand that. He wanted to get slapped through the through the, through the TV screen, on, on not me. the TV screen, the movie screen, because on me, I had to slap him right right through the screen. Bro. On me. Now, last but not least, we got to go into the goat. Monk, played by none of them. Pop Smoke. What you feel about that dog, that boy Monk, bro? Bro. So much you can say, bro. Bro. <laughs> bro, you could, when, you know, when, like, one, I didn't think he was going to be that great of an actor. I'm bro. saying, I'm <laughs> saying. I'm not even going to cap to you, bro. I was like, bro, Pop Smoke, bro. Like, bro <laughs> this man a rapper, bro. He ain't going to pull no, like, Ice Cube and be no good actor. He came up and said, hold on, bro. Who told this man to get serious? <laughs> I'm saying, bro. Bruh, from down to the... I mean, that's the New York accent, bro. I can't say Yeah, that. like, homie from New York, <laughs> so... From New York. It's not like he had to act too much on getting an accent. He already had it. Yeah, but any... 
But any other thing else, like his his role was perfect. The antagonist, you know, mm-hmm. you know the one where where he brought the brought the anger out of people. You you already see fit the character. He looks like a monk, bro. Yeah, he looked like a monk. It looked like his name is Monk, bro. Like I'm like I'm sitting here. I'm like, bro. Is this man real, bro? I'm oh saying, like, it real deal. Like, it's crazy. Watching that movie, I wasn't even thinking Pop Smoke. I'm thinking, damn, bro, who is this bitch-ass nigga Monk, bro? Oh, I'm Monk? saying, bro. I hate the man, too, bro. Like, like, he funny, but I can't stand that nigga, bro. Oh, me, he funny. Like, the, the funniest part where... Not the funniest part. It's the part where... um. Boogie went to watch Monk play. Uh, yeah, I don't know if it was like a pickup game or something. Yeah, like a pickup game. Um, and he was just like giving everybody the work. Yeah, and he was up there flash showing off, and like, like Monk's girl, uh, Boogie's girlfriend said, "There's some, there's one thing to cross somebody up, but not physically break their ankles." Yeah, look, Monk's that nigga. Monk's like, that nigga, bro. Monk did play, bro. Like I like Monk a lot. Um, he, I like that at the end he kind of just you know went into his own, bro. He gave Boogie his props for being able to beat him, barely, barely beating him. But um, man, I like it was a, it was a good game. I ain't that was a good game. I liked how they kind of played. They played on the same court that was in the Doctor Drew movie. I thought that was kind of cool. Um, shout out to Queens, but um, Baller City. I really liked that bit. And bro, Monk just Monk was crazy, bro. Pop Smoke, bro. He definitely worked his ass off to do this role. You know, this was his starring role, so he wanted it to be great. Sadly, he couldn't do more since he passed away. But he got a new album coming soon, y'all. So I, I'm gonna I'm listen to that bit religiously. Yeah, the mu- yeah the music in this was good. No cap, and oh, we also got to talk about the funny, bro. The funniest part of the movie, bro. This bro, this nigga Monk, bro. Bro, like I'm sorry, bro, but like honestly. I couldn't be mad, bro. I honestly couldn't be mad. Because now that I think about that line, Pacific, it like rewinds in my... That's something that lives rent-free in my head. Right? Oh, me that lives rent-free in my head. Because, like, I'm not... No random dude I, I want to have that I'm competitive with is not going to tell me my girl's nickname that he gave her, like... Yeah. Who, who's that? Like, no, you ain't going to... Talking about some... Oh, so you you go out with Juicy? <laughs> Who Juicy? Juicy? Oh, she ain't never told you. That shit was crazy, right? Like, no, you ain't gonna. You are not gonna ask me to tell her to tell me how your shit tastes. Like, yeah, no. he told. It's just he had the nerve. He had the nerve. I mean, he really had the nerve to run about that nigga. Be like, you dated Juicy, bro? You like who? You the disrespect? Did that just at the end? Ask. <laughs> Why like, no? I'm not gonna ask her how your dick tastes, nigga. Though the disrespect. That was disrespectful, but that was the most confident thing I've seen. Oh <laughs> me, that's confidence, bro. That reminds me when Jayla Rizzi was like, and in college, anytime I pair prepare for a game, I look at the nigga I'm going against and I DM his girlfriend, bro. Like the disrespect. The disrespect, like off rip. That's gonna throw the nigga off his game. He's gonna throw him off his game. He gonna be trying to focus on trying to fight you, Gordon. The freaking just score. Mm-hmm. And that was crazy, but yeah. So and if. You know, so that wraps up the review. So if you had to rank this bad boy, what would you give it out of 10? Let's see. The music was fire. The music yeah, the soundtrack. Y'all definitely go listen to the soundtrack. My favorite song off that soundtrack is Fashion with uh, Pop Smoke and, and, and Polo G. Yes, Polo bro. G snapped on that me. Um, I, I want to give it I'll probably give it a seven point nine. It was it was good, but then again, I feel like there's it shouldn't have been no hour. Yeah, on me it shouldn't have been no hour. Like I feel like they could have done an hour and thirty. Yeah, it was an hour thirty. Well, actually, it was like an hour minus the credits and stuff. The movie was technically only an hour and like fifteen. Like you could have made that a two hour movie. I feel like they could have put in a little bit more. Yeah. Um, but then again, I feel like they was building up to a a sequel. But then again, unfortunate things happen. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which oh, that was implications. Like, would you want to? Would you want to see a sequel to this movie? I would, because it felt like they were going to give it to us at the end when yeah. Monk and him dapped up and said, "We'll see you again." Oh, factuals. I definitely want to see uh, a bookie too. Um, I I kind of see it hard for someone to replace Monk, or they probably 
if they would, I feel like they would probably CGI him in. Yeah. Um, with this day and age technology, they could probably make the motherfucker look real as hell too. So you know, I. We have virtual concerts, bro. <clears throat> Anything's possible, bro. This song, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't doubt it. I'd love to see a boogie too. Yeah, I would love to see a boogie too. Probably focusing a lot more on him because I think he did go overseas, right? Did he go overseas or did he go to college? I will. I'm I don't sorry. know if he. I think he's. No, I think no, I think he still went overseas. So his deck, yeah, he went overseas because his deck got out of shell, but he had the full ride scholarship. Yeah, I but think he did go overseas. He because, did go overseas um, because if he would have went to college, his dad would have stayed in jail. But um, he signed the contract to get his dad out of he jail. He was telling, um, telling Shorty that um, he wanted that he might be going to China. Not yeah, not technically, not really. She got told, so therefore he, he didn't. Did. Yeah, and he said he loved her, and that kind of ended the movie. They did end the movie kind of on sour note. I'm giving this movie out of ten. I'm writing the seven. I'm giving it a seven point five. Like you said, the the beginning was kind of a little weird. It was an interesting way to start a movie, but it was very confusing. And then also, and then just kind of the way they ended the movie, we didn't like. You know, I kind of like how they tied it back into the mom and dad, but it just kind of ended kind of on like a weird note for me. You know, they did a little tribute to Pop Smoke, so you know, shout out to that. Um, but it just ended. I just, I just didn't like how it ended, just with them two at the table, like in them talking about it. I wish that we would have saw him like go off to China, or them, you know, say because we really don't know what he's doing. Like he got, he said he signed a contract, but we never really saw his dad got out of jail. But he could have easily just canceled the contract and went to college. So we really didn't get the final say. So, but I'm gonna give it a seven point seven seven point five. So that's seven point nine plus seven point five. Divided by two, we give that a seven point so wow, a seven point seven out of ten for Boogie, y'all. That is for our review of Boogie. Now, we just reviewed Boogie. Now we're gonna get into Controversial City here. We're gonna talk about which the 54th Oscars? Which what's Oscars was this? This is the oh my god, which this is I believe this was the 54th or 55th. It's the 54th or the 55th Oscars. Give me a second. Wow. This is the 93rd. Someone slapped me in the face. Nigga, this is the 93rd Academy Awards, the Oscars. Oh, my God. So, of course, one thing about the Oscars this year. Who watched it? Keyword, a lot of people did, and I did. But it had a... This is a record low viewing of the Oscars. Only, like, 2 point, maybe 3 point, maybe 3.3 million people watched the Oscars. No more than 4. Yeah, the Oscars has been getting canceled lately. And let's just get right into it. So we had a lot of categories and a lot of nominees. Let's start off with the big one for the culture was winning Best Supporting Actor, Daniel Kaluuya for Julius and the Black Messiah. And obviously, there was a lot, a lot of good, um, you know, nominees. And I'm about to give them to you right here for Best Supporting Actor. I know Lakeith Stanfield is... His co-star in Judas and the Black Messiah was a co was um a a nominee. Dang, this is such a long list, y'all. I'm sorry, y'all bear with me. I'm looking for it. But how did you feel about um Daniel Kaluuya win best um best best supporting actor in a starring role? I feel like it was a good choice. I couldn't see another person winning it, to be honest. Yeah, one person that I could see possibly winning it, but I didn't win it, was definitely Sacha Cohen and Crowley's Chicago 7, which was also another biopic, done very well, and also Lakeith Stanfield. I really thought Lakeith Stanfield was going to win, just because I feel like the movie's about Fred Hampton, but I feel like the movie was mainly more about his character, you know, being the infiltrator of the Black Panther Party, and he did so much to... I know, bro, like... Daniel Kaluuya, bro, he definitely deserved it. But I thought I thought it was just going to Lakeith just because of how much. He said he had to go to therapy after he did this movie because that was crazy shit. But, yeah. So, we had Daniel Kaluuya. Shout out to the, you know, shout out for the culture, bro, winning the Oscar. And then for makeup and style and hairstyling, we may not be able to go through all these. But we had Ma, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom winning with Sergio Lopez and Rivera on Ma, Rainey, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. You know, how'd you feel about that? I felt, I, I love the movie so much and I felt ecstatic that they won for, they won for um, best hairstyling. 
definitely. Yeah, definitely. The movie, bro, like that movie was just like was gas, like or oh, was costume design, hairstyling, but and Roth also, sorry, and Roth. Definitely was gas. I'm happy for that. We're gonna go into Oh oh they also want costume design with Anne Roth, yeah, I'm not tripping. And for director, we had Chloe Zhao, who we mentioned earlier, direct is direct directed Eternals that drops in November and she won for Nomad Land. How did you feel about Chloe Zhao winning for Nomad Land? Um this was what, best director? Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 <clears throat> now you lie, Nomad Land. Um, it took me a minute to finish the movie. Um, because you know it was kind of it was one of those indie movies that was kind of the pace was a little bit different for me. Um, but I liked it a lot. She um, I definitely I would have liked to. I was not, I'm mad I haven't been able to see Minari because Minari got nominated for a lot. But I really thought that Emerald Fennell for Promising Young Woman could possibly pull it off, but. No cap, Chloe Zhao ate in Nomad Land with the color grading, how the film was shot. She's a really good film director. She kind of has that mix of new school and old school film style. And I can see why she won. And props to her. And I can't wait to see what she does with Eternals. Like, she changed in the way films are made. And she, now she's directing a Marvel film. Can't wait. Live action short film. We had Two Distant Strangers, movie about. I think a cop and a black man, you know, getting into it. Um, it was directed by Trevon Free and Martin Desmond Rowe. I thought it was guys, you know, shout out to Netflix for dropping it. It definitely helped push towards change within black people and police. I thought it was guys. Um, I didn't think any of the other nominees really topped this one. I'm, I'm just being honest. <laughs> Did you think any other nominees for short film topped it, topped this one with Two Distant Strangers? No. Nah. No, without question, yeah. That movie was definitely gas. And obviously because of everything that went on with George Floyd and all that, definitely. One surprise that movie won. We had animated short film, If Anything Happens, I Love You. I wasn't able to watch this movie. I heard it was very good, but that one animated short film, y'all could definitely go take a look at that. Oh, sorry, y'all got a message. Don't. And animated feature film, we have Soul... So, so oh. was good, man. Like, yes, mm, bro. So so good. I probably I watched it once. I was here. Then I watched it again, and then the third time I was getting my hair cut at my cousin's uh barbershop, and yeah. I watched it there, and I was like, oh, "This movie's so deep." It is, bro. It is, and like, I want to give a special shout out to Pete Doctory and Dana Murray and. Dana Murray, not Murray, for directing the film. One movie that I thought could possibly get it was probably Onward, because Onward had a lot of, you know, buzz. Um, but definitely Soul, Jamie Foxx, and Number Boys 8. I liked it a lot. You know, then we had Documentary Short Subject. We had Colette. Don't know much about that, but I, I like documentaries a lot, so I'm probably going to look at it. Now, the documentary feature film, I actually didn't write that one down. So, we're going to skip that one for a second until I find it. But we're going to go straight into VFX and Christopher Nolan's Tenet one for VFX. And you know, I haven't watched Tenet, so I'm probably going to watch it on HBO Max. So it's not, it's on yeah, HBO. it's on HBO Max. Y'all definitely plug in HBO Max and watch Tenet. I liked it. Um, I watched this movie with Quattro and our boy DJ Nua. I believe we did a review with Yvonne on this as well. And um, shout out to that boy Yvonne, by the way. Y'all can go check him out on Being Black in America. He killed it. But um, I uh, I liked I liked, I liked liked the VFX on Tenet. You know, the whole reversal thing and all that was just crazy. I know, bro, when you watch that movie, you're going to be like, nigga, what the fuck is going on? But then you're going to be like, this shit is so interesting. does it have a feel of Inception? I think we said something about Inception in the review. We y'all definitely go check out the um review of Tenet with Yvonne. But I will tab it, but not too much. Yes, but Tenet definitely ate reversals. So basically, the movie is basically like you're going back in time, but as you're going back in time, you're moving forward at the same time. So everything is kind of in reverse. What the hell? I don't know if that's the best way to explain it, but yeah. And but by the way, the sound is so fucking crazy. You gonna be like, wait, what did he say? What did he say? <laughs> I'm telling you, bro. Like Christopher Nolan, bro. He had the speakers on ten with this movie, bro. 
And then next, next we have actress in a supporting role. Yu Yu Zhang Yong played in Minari. We had her win for actress in a supporting role. I loved how she um oh my god I didn't write down I didn't I didn't I really did not write write down her her oh my god y'all slapped me in the face I didn't oh oh they did not have her character name but she was in Minari yeah I loved her um I just loved how she literally when she accepted the award from Brad Pitt she's like Mr Pitt nice to finally meet you no cap everything seemed kind of even though a lot of y'all didn't watch the Oscars the Oscars was definitely chill a lot of jokes and. Okay, we'll get to the slept on and canceled, you know, ones that didn't win later. But I think so far, I think we've been pretty good on Knocked on the Head. Production aside, we have Mank. Now, I'm going to tell you all this. Mank won a lot this year. Well, not a lot, but it was it was, it was was in a lot of suggestions. So, we're definitely, if you haven't checked out Mank, check out Mank. I'm going to check it out as well. I haven't seen it. I'm going to check it out too. Yeah, it also won for cinematography. You know, we love cinematography. You know, we talk about shots all the time. So Mank won for cinematography too, and like definitely want to check that out. Now film editing, you know that long. We know we know that long process of edit. How long it take us to edit just a video for crying out loud? It takes us a while, doesn't it? Oh well, yeah, because we review the clips, watch the clips a couple of times, then put it in, make sure if it if it fits right, if it doesn't fit right, move to another. It, you know, it does take a, it does take a while. You can't rush it. Yeah, you gotta I be mean, patient. Just like anything you do, patience is key. Patience is definitely key because if, <sighs> if it's trash, your film would be trash. And Sound of Metal won for film editing. Mikkel Nelson won for film editing, and I haven't checked out Sound of Metal, but I definitely mm-hmm. want to do that. We had the Humanitarian Award was given to Quattro's boy Tyler Perry. That's disrespectful. I know Quattro like, bruh, when I see him, it's on site. It's on site. But we definitely got to shout out Tyler Perry in the in the work he did during the COVID-19 pandemic, providing jobs for people at his studio, even though none of them was... Yeah, anyway, next motion. Um, I definitely shout out Tyler Perry. Um, Y'all can say all y'all want about Tyler Perry. Y'all can say his stuff is trash or whatever. He is still one of the... He's still one of the most successful filmmakers in the business he has his own acre own studio in atlanta and he's oh, doing I give, the man props. I give him his props like you know some of his stuff i w- some of his stuff i didn't support but that's with everybody you're not going to support everybody's stuff but he constantly is putting out stuff and doing work and he he's very successful we got to give him where his props where his props is doing he helps people he said it best he's like my mom always told me to help any part if i can give give and never ask for anything in return that's just what i am and like he did that he's offered so many jobs for people in that state Especially during COVID nineteen and providing stuff for people around the world. Shout out to Proprietary for the Tyler Perry for the humanitarian award and um our girl on um, Viola Davis offered it um is the one that gave it to him presented it to him I thought that was gas for original score we had Soul Soul was just bro like bro like I'm surprised we didn't do a review of Soul on this podcast because Soul was definitely music a movie for the culture. Speaking of song for the culture, we had Fight for You by Her. From Judas and the Black Messiah winning for a song from a movie. And I forgot they did this as an option for um Oscar. I know stupid me, but shout out to her. Like I'm shout out to her for Fight for You. No lie. I listen to that song every day at work when I'm trying to get through it. That that that's a really good song. And for best picture, let's just get straight into it. We had No Mad Land by Chloe Zhao. So she won director. And now she won Best Picture. And, of course, I'm going to have to give you all the nominees for that for Best Picture. Like, that one was kind of a... Oh, let's... Hold on. Before we get into Best Picture, I do want to mention Denmark. You know, winning Denmark for his winner with um another round for Best International Feature Film. One thing I do like is how the Oscars does point out international films because international, I think international directors really do have it. Like, I feel like they have more, a lot more to deal with than us because in America, we can get a lot of stuff from our fast booming economy, but overseas, it's a little bit different. So international films are definitely slept on. Those are the ones that are at the film festivals. I'm glad they show that. And shout out to Denmark for winning um for best picture. Well, hold up. Best in... Jesus, y'all. Um, I'm pulling the quattro <laughs> for another round. 
very and I can't I'm really gonna check out that movie even though I haven't seen it but the praise they got a lot of praises but for best picture we had Nomadland and let's just get into some of the movies that were up it was up against it was up The Trial of the Chicago 7 Sound of Metal Promising Young Woman Minari Mank Judas and the Black Messiah and The Father like it was a it was a, up against a lot of tough competition I was surprised that Trial of the Chicago 7 didn't win because, bro, that movie, like, that is, the that thing that was one of the most viewed movies in Netflix history. That is, like, that's such a good movie, bro. Like, bro, Quattro talks, I remember I put Quattro on that. Quattro loves that movie. And um, I'm surprised it didn't win Best Picture. I knew they wasn't going to do Judas and the Black Messiah because it just came out this year. And I'm like, it's kind of a rush. You already give it, you know. No, they'll probably win next year. It was, it was, you know, Shaka King definitely did his thing. I'm pretty sure if we didn't have COVID, the movie would have came out a little bit earlier. But um, I'm not sitting on Nomadland. Definitely a good movie. Everything around film is something you want in that movie. Depth, character arcs, everything was good in that movie. It it's just it was a little bit weirdly paced for me, but it was still a good movie no matter what. So shout out to Chloe Zhao for winning for Best Picture, you know. And like I said, can't wait to see what she does with Eternals, bro. And I keep mentioning Eternals because I can't wait to see that movie. But... And, of course, we get into the big stuff. Let's just get into actress in a leading role. We had Frances McDormand, McDormand for Nomadland. And, like I said, like, bruh, there was a lot, a lot, a lot of just wow. Like, she won for actress in a leading role. And she was against heavy competition. She was against Carrie Mulligan and Promising Young Woman. Vanessa Kirby in Pieces of a Woman. Andra Day in United States versus Billie Holiday and Viola Day. She beat Viola Davis, bro. I'm sorry, bro. You beat Viola Davis. She beat the, she beat the woman, the myth, the legend? Yes. I'm sorry. From Miami's Bible. I I was really leaning towards Andra Day from United States versus Billie Holiday, but it is what it is, bro. You're always going to have those big what the fuck ones and wow. Okay, cool. Not, not knocking to any of these. These actors acted their ass off. They all had different preparations and they all acted their ass off. And of course, the big one from the night that left everyone canceling the Oscars was definitely our boy Anthony Hopkins winning actor in a leading role in The Father. And of course, he was going against... He was going against a lot of good people. He was going against Riz Ahmed in Sound of Metal, Gary Oldman in Mate, Stephen Young in Minari, like... Seeing him getting nominated for an Oscar was big because I saw him in The Walking Dead. And then lastly, of course, I played Chadwick Boseman from Arini's Black Bottom. <sighs> it was a... A lot of people were very upset that Chadwick didn't win. Um, Of course, this was the last film that he ever shot before he died. And they really thought... And bro, you could just tell. He ate in that movie. I was surprised he didn't win for... Best Actor in a Leading Role, but... I'm gonna give Anthony Hopkins his due. Um, he really did did well in the father. Um, kudos to him. And you know, hey man, not everybody's gonna win it. You know, we're gonna be questionable. So definitely something crazy. But I loved how he um gave the tribute to Chadwick at the end and the tribute to all the great actors and um you know filmmakers and cameramen and sound people that died this past year due to COVID or various other things. That was pretty dope. And um, yeah. Oscars, you know, wasn't my favorite, honestly. My best part of the Oscars was definitely just seeing Halle Berry and Zendaya in them lovely dresses, you know. <laughs> oh, I cannot keep a straight face. Bro, I'm just saying, when Zendaya pulled up in that lovely yellow dress out here looking like a, a yellow Starburst, bro, pineapple, sensational. You got you, you got to give props where props is due. And bro, like... All I'm going to say is Malcolm and Marie next year, if they don't win anything, this will be me. I would like to see. I would like to speak with the people that made the counts. I demand a recount like Donald Trump did in the election. But on me, bro, that was. So, yeah. So overall, how did you feel about the Oscars overall? The stuff that you saw, even though you didn't watch the full thing. How did you actually feel about it, bro? Did you think it was canceled? Like. I feel like it wasn't as canceled as it was two years ago. Definitely. We don't speak on two years ago, nigga. That 
That's definitely. I feel like they're getting better, but you know, it is corporate America. It is corporate America. Okay, one thing about the Oscars, y'all didn't mention it. Seeing what's her name do the butt dance from freaking um for. Oh my god! Oh my god! I'm slipping from Spike Lee's movie, bro. Was definitely hilarious. That was literally the best thing about the Oscars, bro. Like, it was hilarious and seeing um and seeing Homeboy from Get Out reunite with um Daniel Kaluuya saying I took you out the sunken place. That was pretty cool. That's probably the funniest thing. His little segment of name that movie or something like that was gas. But ain't much much to leave y'all boys. But Prodigy, what we got coming next, bro? Y'all know they're gonna be hearing us soon. What we got rolling next, bro? Sports, bro. Sports. Yes, Ooh, bro. We got everything up under the table. We got our dislikes. We don't. We got our likes. We got everything. Bro. We got everything. Cause what's bro in this sports episode? What we finna be recovering, but we finna be covering the draft. Definitely the draft. The schedule comes out. The schedule coming out. Yep. NBA playoffs are around the corner. NBA. So NBA rankings. We got a lot. Right, yeah, there's a lot. There is a lot. We got some MLB stuff going on, too. Baseball season done started. Bro, what's going on with them Yankees, bro? <laughs> like, Look, <laughs> we're in hiding. I, like I told Kid Kev, we're in hiding. I'm in hiding. I've been watching our games. We're playing like trash. <laughs> we're playing like garbage. We're signing these Negroes to all this cap... We'll, we'll just wait for sports, right? We'll wait for sports, and we definitely got to talk about our boy A-Rod, too, you know, signing with the... Well, both A-Rods. One A-Rod is making bank, and one A-Rod's, like, trying to make a divorce. So, you know, it is what it is. It is what, what it is. is. But, yes, y'all boys, thank you for listening to this episode. Oh, before we go, definitely check out Brackets and B-Rolls. They finally started rolling. You know, um, you can check, follow them on Instagram and listen to them anywhere you listen to podcasts. That's Brackets brackets and b-rolls you know they've been reviewing um um gangster films crime lord films i think they also did review the oscars you want to check that out they probably sound way better than us because you know they probably watched it more in depth than we did um i watched it but not as in depth as them boys did they're some really good really good critiquers go listen to them that's black guy tie and our boy quattro so definitely check out brackets underscore b-rolls you can follow them on instagram like i said also twitter and then our personals, you know, you already know where you can find us, Cafeteria Talk Official, Instagram and Twitter, Cafeteria Talk. And where can they find you, my boy? Uh, you can follow me on uh, Instagram at it's underscore prodigy underscore. You already know what the deal is. Um, yeah. And you know, you can find me slick without the C underscore Rob to be underscore on Instagram. We appreciate y'all boys for listening and tuning in with us. Keep it lit and stay lit. And remember, this is Cafeteria Talk. Mm-hmm. Cafeteria Talk.